What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Athlete Journal podcast. Guys, I have been waiting so long for this episode. I am here with Maddie Pogarsh. Pogue, Po. I guess Madison's her full name, but I, I have yeah, to say whatever. <laughs> Lots of names, but um, we have known each other for so long. I think like 10 years now. Yeah. around there 10 11 years over, yeah. um but pogue is now a professional soccer player for the portland thorns living her best life but let me tell you it was not easy to get there and so i'm really excited to share your journey with everyone pogue and finally happy that we were able to get our schedules to work is just as much my fault as yours so <laughs> yeah. that was a well-anticipated episode yeah yeah for sure no, I'm happy to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm glad we we could finally uh, like coordinate our schedules to work out well. So I'm, no, I'm pumped to do this. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I'm really excited to dive in. But before that, I will just say a quick word from our partner, Unbeknownsco. As you guys know, Unbeknownsco is a small business owned by Emma's here in Portland. She makes really cool products, jewelry, art prints, um, focuses on sustainable packaging and goods and everything just has a unique handmade touch to it. So uh, really cool. If you want to check out her products, you get 15% off using the promo code AJP15 and be sure to check out her website, www.unbeknownstco.com. Okay, Pogue. So um, I always like to start at the beginning. Uh, You are now a professional soccer player. So many kids grow up thinking, that that is what they want to do. Um, you know, me included, obviously everyone does, but you actually made it. But I think for you, I've always just seen such like a love and passion for the game. And so think back to when you first started playing soccer. Um, what was that probably when you were like four or something? Yeah. I think four or five. Yeah. Organized. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, when I started playing, like at first I was like doing cartwheels on the field. Like I just could (laughs) care less. And then Literally one day it just clicked and I was like, oh, wow, I actually like, like this game and I want to be good at it. And so I'm wondering if you had that same moment or if it was just always soccer for you from day one. Um, I was so, I mean, my brother played, um, my brother's six years older than me and I grew up like watching him play. So I say like, I play, started playing organized when I was like five. Um, but I like kind of laugh because I know I would go to all my brother's games, but I don't remember hardly watching them because I was like always in the corner or like on the other field like dribbling around I was dribbling out kicking the ball and I just remember like wanting my brother to think I was like so cool and and so good at (laughs) soccer and so um yeah that's really where it started I mean it kind of like he grew up playing it um he played like club in a sense and then he like did high school and I remember like watching high school and thinking he was like a like celebrity in our town you know because we all went to the games and mm-hmm. all that stuff so I, I remember enjoying it um I don't remember exactly when it was like that it like clicked um that this was like I guess more serious I think I just know when I was like 10 or so my mom kind of tell like shares some stories I, like I just remember I would like score fairly often I think in like U10 and my mom would be like hey can you like try and pass the ball so um but I think I just like really got off of like everybody like as a kid you're you know like you learn good and bad through like bad you usually get scolded good you're usually like cheered on and so I think like when I just realized that like people cheer when you score I'm like that's good and like so I kind of just like gravitated towards that 
added the whole passing and assisting part to my game in U10 when the, <laughs> the uh, when my mom, that came up. So, um, but yeah, I just remember like I was constantly at the, I didn't watch it a ton, like other than my brother played, but I was constantly involved. Um, I was like the ball girl at all of his games. I even like wrote Aww. official ball girl on my shirt. And um, I just loved playing it and loved really loved playing with my friends and I just there was something about it I don't even like can't even put my finger on it but like I would just enjoy the heck out of like doing things and getting better and feeling like satisfied or feeling like I've done things well in it um and so yeah I think so yeah that was like 10 10 or so my mom was still my coach um I think when I was 11 I went to a different club which like soccer for me was like so much just it was just fun and it was just mm -hmm. like this is what I did and I enjoyed hanging out with my friends and I had great friendships and we all just loved playing soccer together and then it got to a point where it started to become a little bit more competitive like mm -hmm. um you know I would do pretty well in my games and um I think one of the coaches from from a club like came over and was like hey you know do you think that she'd want to like kind of play something a little bit more competitive go into a more competitive league mm -hmm. gave that a try and then um a year after that I actually went to the Jags um mm -hmm. they kind of reached out like just come to like preseason trial like just to feel it out see how it is and that was that was my start of that chapter um that's when I was like kind of started to realize I was like maybe I'm good at this and like just still was more about just like enjoying it and having fun and I was like I just want to play soccer and mm -hmm. succeed in that um and then that's kind of how like it transpired to like this incredible team that we were on um, yeah. like and how we crossed paths and so I was there for I was there for I think geez 11 to 18 so yeah, like seven years or so, yeah. so, seven years, something like that. Um, and just stuck it out with that group because we were, I mean, as you know, like we were a talented group, but we just, I think that was really the experience I had where I was like team culture just yeah. forms like these incredible, these incredible teams. Um, and I just kind of just kept going with that and we ended up being pretty successful. But I think, yeah, when it, when it came down to, when soccer got competitive, I don't even really know when it happened. I feel like it just all of a sudden was just like I was playing in the Jags and we were competing at uh, nationals and, and state yeah. cup. And then I was like, oh, this is like for big trophies. This is when it like really took off. But previous to that, it was just like I enjoyed hanging out with my friends and playing. And I don't really know when it got switched, but it was just a gradual like, I guess I'm pretty good at this and we'll just keep doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, when you say like, just you know you wanted to keep playing with your friends it, that's what it felt like on this team even when we were in those high pressure games um yeah. you know we won state cup you guys won i think a year before did you win also a year before i went we won in 2013 yeah and then we won again in 2015 okay yeah. i was there i'm trying to remember i was there for one of those years i bet it yeah. was 2013 i think okay yeah um anyway that is beside the point but that made it to national league and then um, because we won MRL premier, mm -hmm. um, which was the Midwest regional league this premier league we won. And then with that gave us a ticket to nationals National league, Yeah. Um, so basically like short, short, long story short, this team is just really, really good, but we were always just best friends, which is kind of crazy because 
so many people probably kind of know that with soccer, there's always a little bit of pressure as you start to get into the age where college coaches are there. You're at these big showcases, parents can get involved. Like my kid needs playing time so they can get a scholarship, all of that. There's lots of politics involved, but I feel like for the most part, there was not that a lot of that with our team because everyone was just like, any minute that I have on this field, I'm going to give it my all and be for each other, not just for myself. And our parents were all good friends too. Like yeah. they were having yeah, their, we all the best out. lives like, yeah. on the sideline. Like someone always, uh, you know, brought a few six packs, which I think yeah. helped. Yeah, they're, they're having a good time for sure. They were. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the crazy thing is, and you and I have talked about this a lot, the fact that we still talk to this team, like we're all still friends a lot of us didn't even go to high school together because we all were from different cities in Michigan. Um, you know, some people like the Ann Arbor people drove like 45 minutes to practice every mm-hmm. day. And sometimes mm-hmm. we would end practice to like 10 PM at night. So we had some late trainings. I remember we, we had some like 8 PM <laughs> trainings sometimes. And I was, so that was, cause I had to drive 30 minutes and I was like, this is post dinner. I'm heading out to training and then come back and try and go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you better get your homework done before we get <laughs> exactly. after practice. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't too good at that to be honest. <laughs> it'd always be one or two people would be like, I have to write a whole paper after this. Yeah. Yeah. For good sure. luck, girl. <laughs> but, yeah. Shout out to all of the Jags and just yeah, for you know, honestly, yeah, also it's... shout out to Snapchat group. group oh two, my gosh. Yeah. But um, group messaging as well. Yeah, I think I just like that team was so it was so special. And I feel like I didn't even realize it at the time because I didn't really know any different. I just like we all got along really well. And I do remember a time kind of um, because National League was like the competition, the the competing league at the time for like Mm -hmm. ECNL. And um, I didn't want to do like ECNL. I know I didn't want to because I was like, I also wanted to play high school soccer. That was like Mm -hmm. something that was important to me after watching my brother grow up and do it. So I wanted to do that. And I just like, I remember, um, I think there was like a time where kind of like there was a conversation of, you know, should we go to the Hawks? Is that going to be, you know, like when we were talking about like college recruiting, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I just remember being like, I just, I don't, I don't want to. I was like, yeah, I could play in ECNL. I could play in like these different states. You could play in this, like, you know, competing for these different national championships. But there was like something so special about our team that I was like, no chance I'm leaving this place. Yeah. I was like, because I remember there was like bonfires and sleepovers and like things where we like didn't even talk about soccer. Right. We just and completely enjoyed hanging out. And so, yeah, I think. And at the time, I we've talked about this, but I didn't really like realize how abnormal I think that was until like I went to college and I was like, this is different. I was like, usually like I'm besties with my teammates. Like, yeah, not to say people didn't butt heads. We had a couple people who butt heads. Of course. But it was like, when, it's a family though. Yeah, <laughs> you fight with yeah family, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But like when we got on the field, it was like, we all had this like equal and like common agenda that we were just like, we weren't expected to like win nationals all the time. We made it that one time, probably like the farthest that someone, a team had gone, we made it to nationals and, mm-hmm. you know, we won one game or we won regionals and stuff like that. And people never really expected us to be there. I remember like hearing that, like college coaches were kind of like, who's this Jags team? Like we were a name that was not like a household name at nationals and stuff like that. So right. I just remember having like us having so much pride in like our team and like our club to like make it to those levels and like get basically get the Jags on the map and the women's side and the like women's side but right. just 
like having like none of us have been at that stage before and we were so pumped and so eager to be there and to do well and like it was this equivalent like yeah and to your point like there was not like a competition of at least I didn't feel like there was like competition of like she's playing over me or this or that it was like people got their turn because everyone had their own roles that like helped in certain ways and yeah I mean it's that's like that team is a standard still that I hold like in my life I'm like there's like we had a team of talented people but like more so than that we just like cared about each other and it took us to like these ceilings that no one ever expected us to make too so shout out Jax shout out, Jax. <laughs> shout out our gang <laughs> yeah yeah Good yeah job. honestly and just the fact also just that age range we kind of grew up together like it's like yeah. an important time of your life and then still stayed in touch in college and we've we're all adults now but again like throughout all of those transformations changes challenges um you know yeah. even some family tragedies like we've been there for each other and yeah and then also a lot of really happy things some people are getting married Morgan's already married so. Morgan's already married yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy about yeah that. we like still chime in say happy birthday to everyone you know yeah. like <laughs> you're so right the group chat blows up when it's like someone's birthday so yeah yeah it's it's just so cool and um as we've grown up, I just like see how like special and how rare that is. Cause you know, how all the other teams that we had like below us and above us, like in terms of age group aren't, mm-hmm. aren't as connected. And I remember being surprised by that. Cause I was like, I thought this was normal, but yeah, right. it's just, uh, yeah, really special. Yeah. One thing I want to say about just be- being a teammate with you, first of all, Pogue is like the best teammate you will ever have, because not only is she just an amazing player, but like your energy it's just like what everyone needs. It's so positive, but also you're kind of like, Hey, come on, like we, we can do this. Let's go. And you're just like always a leader by example. So I really appreciate that. I also, I've never said this to you before, but you know, the movie Sandlot. Have you yes. seen and you know, like at the end of the movie, when like the best friend that was always way better than everyone else was like a pro and they're like, yeah, we always, we always knew he'd go. Yeah. Benny, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, I've had that feeling about you because just like your presence <laughs> oh on God. the field, your passion for the game oh, and just like knowing how much you love it. But it's like, it's that passion, it's your talent, but it's also just like your mental toughness drive. Like you were just the full package. And so I'm so happy that you actually made that a reality because I know it's something that clearly you wanted and it's not easy. Um, so I'm kind of excited to talk about how that happened. Yeah, so, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, after high school which also was cool in high school that you did make a priority like side note to play high school soccer as well because that is very rare usually you're just forced to play club all year but you kind of stood your ground there so very very cool thank you Um, but then talk about the whole process of choosing a college because you started out at central michigan and played there for three years i played there for three seasons yeah okay three fall seasons yeah uh yeah high school is important to me um I feel like we, I feel like it's such a big topic of conversation when you know we start talking about athletics and how to like continue to excel at certain levels like I always have trouble sometimes coming back to like when I had fun like where like when was I having fun like when was the last I was having fun at soccer and like how do I kind of get back to that and like high school was a big part for me because like my team with the Jags, we were, we were all friends, but like high school was literally your friends. And it was like your soccer friends all like a couple of days a week. And it was like school involvement. And we had like, I had some really good um, 
friends outside that would just come and like support like football guys and like a lot of like our um, other friends would just come and they'd show up and so there was like that part of like being in like immersed kind of in like the community of like athletics and like in my hometown I was like that one is important to me because I know there's like some people who I'd played competitive soccer with or against who who didn't do high school and I was like I feel like there's just such a big piece of like being a part of something that um that was missed out on but yeah so that was a big that was a big piece for me um yeah so I yeah central um I went to central Michigan for three seasons um my kind of like recruitment it was a little bit um I just remember being like so stressful like that was so stressful because like I think in my coming up and like kind of just playing like I've always played where I felt like I was enjoying it the most and I was like and we were also able to be successful and I was like drive like helping drive programs forward basically mm-hmm. like the Jags like we like our team drove the Jags forward we took the like we were the first girl team to go to nationals like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um and so that had kind of been like my storyline I guess in my career which I didn't really um like didn't really like put together I guess um mm-hmm. but so going to central like I never really knew I guess how how good I was um and so when I and I also put the importance on like choosing a school based on the out of soccer things, which is important. You know, I like was like, I'm going to go here because they have a, they have a program I want. I didn't want to go too far from home. I was a bit of a homebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't want, I wanted to be able to visit my parents on the weekends if I wanted to, but it wasn't like 30 minutes where like they would drop in every day kind of thing. Right. Like it was like a good distance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember not, not wanting to be too far from Michigan, but I wanted to, um, wanted to be competitive. So I wanted to go D1 and then, but I was like, I don't even know if that's possible. So I was like, you know, this recruitment process started and interest started to come in and it was just kind of like, okay, like this is, um, the options I have. Um, these are like, these are schools that are interested. This is like a, you know, like what type of soccer also, cause like different leagues play different types of soccer. So like big 10 is like a little bit more of like brute, like, um, physical aggressive. Yeah. Brute. <laughs> like it's a little bit more like, Midwest. I don't know, it's like a little bit more aggressive. Like it's yeah. more about like, um, physical toughness sometimes and then there's other leagues um that are like ACC is a little bit more like soccer you know very soccer oriented like so there's like different ways that leagues or conferences play the game and so I was like I don't know which one fits me best I remember having conversations like Barry and stuff and he's like yeah this might fit for you and so going through that process um I committed to Central Michigan I think my junior year I I have trouble remembering um it was my junior year and that was like a massive relief I remember feeling like I'm done with that process because like the having like it's obviously a nice decision to have to make but like yeah when you're 14 15 trying to make a decision for what your next four years of life are going to look like it's like hard it's a lot of pressure you know and so I remember being relieved and I was like, cool, I got a place to go. Um, my dad had gone there. So it was like, kind of like carry on like that modern thing. But you know, that was like, that was just a piece of it. Um, so I was really excited. Um, great three seasons there. Like I really enjoyed it. I like got on well with my team. We had some ups and downs. We had some things that we went through in terms of team culture um, and which like kind of really like contrasted coming from the Jags and I was like well we've run into some of these things that like I've not experienced before um 
and you know adding school like more so into that and how you balance like school and soccer and the whole Mm -hmm. how how you transition into college athletics and and all that and then um I think it was kind of around it was towards the end of my sophomore year um but like I did my junior year at CMU and then at the end of that season um we we had a decent season like we kind of underperformed in a couple games and then we ended up falling short of conference playoffs Mm -hmm. and at the end of that season I remember thinking I was like you know what I I don't know if if this is the best place for me anymore because I that was when like playing professional soccer it was always a dream of mine it was a dream since I was like um 12 like I knew when I like my dad tells me he's like I I, like when I was five I was like I want to play college soccer Mm-hmm. and then when I was like 12 I remember watching the world cup and I was like dad do you think I could play like at that level mm-hmm. and so like had aspirations to do that and I was like I didn't even know the NWSL I didn't know the WPS I didn't know any of those leagues even existed all I was watching was like Megan Rapino, you know like running right. around on the field and I had like short hair at the time I was gonna blonde. say yeah the same <laughs> blonde hair yeah like left footed and so you know like like had a left foot cross and everyone's like oh my gosh bro you're basically Pino and whatever um but yeah so I just remember watching that and so that's like kind of where the aspirations came and so then it kind of like when I was like nearing the end of my college career I was like getting more accustomed with like how the process of going pro is and what the league is and what it looks like and um just from the conference that I was in a lot of people really made it into the league from there or they took like a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and so you know that was my priority and it kind of got to a time where I was like I'm doing fine in school but I was like the realization of soccer is really what I want to do in life and if that's what I'm going to do I got to make decisions just as any career you would make decisions to like make that happen right um and so yeah I just was like I think I want to go to a little bit more of a competitive league that have that have bigger scouting opportunities and give me more of an opportunity to, um, be on, like, be on like radars of NWSL teams or pro teams in general, like get my name out there. And so that was a crazy process, um, because I didn't really decide until two weeks into my second semester, my junior year. And Mm -hmm. so I had already started school at central. And I was like, I am feeling like I want to go. And I was like, that was a really hard process because I didn't want it to like, there was a part of not telling my teammates because I was like, if I go, or if I tell them that I want to leave and I end up staying because it doesn't work out, then there's this like whole feeling of like, Poe doesn't want to be here. Right. And I didn't want that to take away from the team. Right. And I didn't want that to be like this, like the bottom line for like my senior year. Mm-hmm. So um I chose not to tell anyone and I was like a shell of a human being for a whole week when I was trying to figure it out (laughs) um I would literally go to class I would eat dinner I would go in my room and like I remember my roommate Sweeney she's like are you okay (laughs) like you literally I would like come hang out and then they would start like I and I don't like I think I was just so sensitive like I wanted to tell them so bad but also I didn't want there to be that like kind of animosity of like, you know, if I got stuck, if I, if I didn't end up staying, which I would not have been, it would not have been like the worst thing in the world, but that was just not my priority. Right. And, um, and yeah, so I, I think I got my release 
that was like a bit of a thing because now they have, I think, transfer portals. So you can just put your name in a portal. And, yeah. and uh, we had to ask for release from our coach. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. So that took a little bit. Um, but I think I got my release on Monday. Um, I got accepted to Rutgers on Tuesday. And I think by Wednesday, I was out in New Jersey. Wow. So yeah, it was in like one week. And so Monday, I was like, didn't even go to class this week or like the week leading up to it I was like I didn't even so <laughs> barely go to school which like, like I'm not a person that really I would like get stressed or skip because I'm like what if there's a pop quiz and I can't make that points up and like I do well in school like I do fine in school but not well enough to just drop 20 points on something you know like <laughs> I can so I was just like so, like really stressed and so Monday came around I got my release from the coach in the morning and I had to go like the whole day I didn't go to class and I just basically it was like meeting with my teammates I'm like hey this is I want you to hear from me because I knew our coach was gonna um tell the team but I was like I want you to hear from me because I don't want this to be a story of Paul thought she was too good yeah which I can understand how that could come off that way but it wasn't that it was just like I want to see how I match up I want to give myself an opportunity to like to to play in different leagues and to like to get to the point where I want to go because that was my goal and um fortunate like I my teammates are friends I like they're they're great they're like yeah completely understand everybody's got to do what you got to do and you got to look mm-hmm. after yourself and and that's what it is I think um if, if I could do it differently I'd probably tell them sooner but <laughs> um but yeah it was hard so then Tuesday I literally uh my parents came my uh, my dad and my stepmom came up to CMU packed my entire apartment up that night um people came over said goodbye and then that night I think I didn't end up leaving to go home until like two because I was just saying bye to people and stuff and then um got home Tuesday night or Wednesday morning and then Wednesday drove out to to Rutgers and like on Roach it was like 11 hour drive out to Rutgers um yeah met my well the assistant coach who was there met Meg Nemser at like 10 10 30 p.m and she's like hey and so I kind of got like welcome in and that just and that was like a yeah it was crazy it was crazy um because yeah when I tell people that story I'm like literally three days it was like turn around and get out and that is it's just funny because I feel like that's just been the trend for a lot of my (laughs) a lot of my like big life changes like when I came to Portland um that was very much the same uh I went undressed so I had one more semester of school but um so I would have finished out the second semester but preseason for the NWSL starts in March mm-hmm. so I would have wanted like wanted to forego my second semester so a lot of people in the league end up like grad like end up either graduating early or not graduating because they okay. don't do the second semester so I had lined it up my credits a lot fortunately a lot of my credits transferred over I had to change my major but it transferred over line up my credits so that my final year I could take an, my final semester I could take an online class and I had an internship so I was super fortunate to get an internship at the um, like gym and lab that the soccer team trained at. Okay. So I banged out all the hours of my internship in like January, February in like okay. two months. So when I went back to school, I worked it. I worked nine to fives, whatever, seven to seven to threes, whatever it was, knocked out all the hours. Um, and so when March 1st came around, it was like, so I would, when March 1st came around, I could go right. but prior to that. And like the draft and stuff, um, 
there was, first of all, a mix up with the tape. Like when I entered for the draft and you have to fill out this like whole, basically yeah. like application and you put on like a, um, you put on a link for your highlight tape. And I think the link that I had put on expired. So if people go to watch my highlight tape, there was no highlight tape. Literally and I was like, kidding. I'm never going to make it in the league. If people can't, even, cause I'm like not a household name. So I'm like, if people can't see how I played, I'm like, there's no chance. So I remember scrambling. We had to call like some of the assistants I'd call. And I was like, so one of my assistants just sent out my highlight tape to all the coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this is Madison Pogarsh. Um, I got a call from Portland assistant coach, I think like a couple weeks, maybe a week or so before the draft. And it was like, hey, we're looking at you as an opportunity, as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it, if other things that other players that we're trying to get and other things that we're trying to do don't move forward, um, you know, you're on our board basically. Mm-hmm. And they like run you through this. It was like an interview. It was like, how would you rate yourself scale one to 10, 10 being the best on your short, your short passing. You're like your 10. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, well, okay. That's my thing. Cause I'm like, if you put me with like some of the players I'm playing with, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like eight, seven, eight, maybe, yeah. maybe like eight and a half. Yeah. You're comparing me to Tobin Heath. <laughs> I'm, gonna be like, I'm a four. You know, so I was like, how do you answer that question? It's so I was dumb. like, and I don't want to be like, oh, you know, and like this, I'm a seven and I show up to training and I'm just like a four to them, right. you know? And I was like, then I'm going to just like, so you have to sell yourself, but like not too much. <laughs> and so, um, and it was just questions like, okay, what if, um, you know, say Tobin gets hurt the couple of days, like, like a week of training or the week of a game mm-hmm. and she's not going to play. And so you're going to be the starter. And then the day before the game, she's cleared to play and you're not on the starter. You're not a starter anymore. Like, how do you respond? It was like questions like that, that I was like, I was like, I would be happy to be playing. I'd be happy to have the opportunity. But I was like, you know, if I can't play and I have a crappy attitude about it, I'm like, I'm really only hurting myself, you know? So I was like, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they're tough, but I was like, geez, this is, this is tough because I'm like, this could make or break, you know, because like they're trying to gauge you as a person and a player. So I'm like, this right. can make or break whether or not I fit into this culture. Mm-hmm. And this was my only opportunity that I was seeing. So I was like, I'm trying to make this work, but I'm also trying to be honest. Right. Um, and so draft day comes around. Um, we had a couple picks, I think, in the fourth round, and we ended up trading both of them for a second round pick. They picked Emily Ogle out of Penn mm-hmm. State. And so then I didn't really have any interest. I wondered if like... Um, was sky blue at the time but like gotham now was going to okay. be interested but uh because they're just because they were in new york and Rutgers mm-hmm. had some connections but didn't end up coming through and so i think i went and took a nap head coach calls me he's like hey you know we still want you to want to come out as like a training player mm-hmm. um you know like no guarantee of a contract but like come out you can train with us all year we'll like put you up in a host family and i was like that was my opportunity and so i was like yeah i was like i'll talk to my family but like, yeah I'm in. I like how you mentioned you took a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it literally was an hour because I was like had tired and I was a little bit sad. So I like went in my room and just like closed the door and just like fell asleep. And then I woke up and it was like weird because it was like literally I woke up, sat up in my room and then phone started ringing. And I was like, wow. And it's like more persons. And I was like, (sighs) you know, you like wake up from a nap and you're like, (laughs) you don't want to sound like you're sleeping either right um 
yeah and so I went out there um so fast forward did all of my internship and I was like devastated to be leaving because I'm like here I am again leaving my friends right so I like went out February 28th preseason started March 1st um got there and started training and like played pretty well did had a good preseason and then ended up earning a contract um after our six-week preseason Mm -hmm. in 2019 and that was like the start of professional career because I was like I have nothing to lose here I'm a training player and I was like I'm gonna try my best to earn that contract so I can get paid instead of because I was like I couldn't afford to be living out in Portland and not yeah be making money so I was like I need to make the best of this opportunity if I can and so yeah fortunately it, it worked out and uh kind of been here ever since so wild also yeah. it's just not surprising that as soon as you were able to play with them that they wanted you like it's just I knew that it's like you just need a chance you know and once you get that chance like you've always made the most of it um I remember in 2019 so I so must that was the year that you had started right that preseason was in March yeah and then that summer by that summer you had a contract right yes yeah I think yeah April or something it was the mid-April or something like that is when I yeah signed right okay so I remember meeting up with you because I was out here for the summer. I was like so happy you were here. I hadn't seen you in years. Actually. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So fun to meet up. Um, and you were just telling me and catching me up on this whole crazy story. And, um, you know, then also right around the corner was it, it was you 23, right? Yeah. Was it just an international tournament? Remind me what that was. Yeah. So yeah, it was like, it's called the Nordic Cup. So it was just an international mm-hmm. tournament. We like uh we ended up going to England and played against England and um Norway and Sweden I think it was like three Mm -hmm. teams Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I remember you talking about it you're like yeah I think I'm gonna be able to go then like a week later you're like oh I busted my ankle I I was like so sad for you Uh, later you're like no it's better I'm going (laughs) so yeah it was so unfortunate it was so unfortunate. Yeah. Well, so the, there's a reason also I wanted to go to a big 10 school is because when I was at central, I had heard that was like interest. So, um, there was interest from the U23s to invite me in, mm-hmm. but I heard that I ended up losing out to somebody who was just at a bigger school. Mm-hmm. And so there was like, there's like a bigger competition essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow, I was like, that was a smack in the face of, okay, this is, a little bit of a political game in the sense that like you need to be out there and be playing like competitive teams and like Mm -hmm. it is about having fun and like enjoying it but I'm like that's not the only thing that's going to get you to where you want to go so like you kind of got to put yourself out there and so um that is like kind of one of the reasons that I did go Big Ten and then I went to Rutgers is because that was going to be like more of an opportunity for me to to get seen by national team and play against players who were in national team pool like that I I played against some people who were like Penn State has a lot of national team players I I think Iowa had one had one at the time and so you're like competing against it and there's national team scouts watching these players Mm -hmm. you know you do well so that that kind of thing right um and yeah and so that opportunity came through I like heard from my coach and I think three days later after I heard I was supposed to be getting the, the invite Mm-hmm. I think it was two days later I yeah like to- something so dumb like I went to go poke a ball and my toe got stuck in the ground and I like rolled it 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, and I tried to play because I was like, I am not injured. <laughs> I was like in denial. I was like, I am not hurt. I am fine. And it was, I was like, mm, something wasn't right. So I get, I think I had a grade two high sprain. Um, and they're like, yeah, four to six weeks. Camp was in two and a half. Okay. And I was like, I looked at my trainer. I was like, four to six weeks. I was like, no, we can't. We can't. I'm supposed to go to camp. And he's like, I know. And I was like, no, we are pushing this. And so he's like, yeah, absolutely. And PRP injection turned it around a couple of weeks, was able to go mm-hmm. um, to camp. But yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, of course, like such unfortunate timing, you know, like two weeks before and you get like a high sprain ankle injury that's supposed to take like four to six weeks. And I was just, fortunately, it wasn't as, as bad as I think mm-hmm. um, we imagined, but yeah, just it's stressful but you made it happen this is my break like this is my chance and this is all I needed yeah and so for the feel like it was taken away I was pretty devastated but right well it's like the stars finally align you know things are like going your way (laughs) um talk a little bit about that experience because that was your first time playing internationally right yes my first time playing uniform yes yeah first time doing that that was like a big that's always been the dream um and so there was like a lot of nerves. I ended up going with one of my teammates, Simone Charlie. She ended up, so I was going to supposed to go with Gabby Seiler. Unfortunately for her, she like ended up tearing her ACO mm. a week after she had gotten invited. Oof. Yeah. Um, and so that was, that was pretty tough. So then Simone ended up being able to jump in, which was really cool. Simone was my roommate. Um, we like signed the same year. So we'd kind of been through like a lot of that together. And so we traveled, never been, never really been outside us and canada so the first time going to england i was like 10 hour flight over there um i think i vlogged i think it portland actually asked me to vlog this experience so I, there are some there's some like video evidence of okay of it. But, um, after this yeah, yeah. Uh, i just dropped the link no i'm just kidding um, i will if you want <laughs> no you don't we have should. to it's a little bit embarrassing um, <laughs> that's why we should <laughs> but no it was really cool yeah i like to be able to play against um other teams another bummer thing so I I didn't play much in the first game I think I played towards like maybe actually I don't know if I did play in the first game I don't think I played in the first game at all and like I remember going and I was like man everyone here kind of knows each other and so like you're kind of like because there's a lot of kids who go through the youth who go through national team programs who have been since their youth and I was like I had never been I did ODP when I was younger made the team couldn't afford to go to regional camp so I never really went back Mm -hmm. um and so I was not like brought up through ODP or any of the national team stuff and so like everyone kind of knew each other I had known some people because there was like Paige Monahan um there was like a couple other people who had been in the league who I was like oh so like Paige is like best friends with my best friend Kenny from Rutgers so it's like mutual friends so we had like officially finally met so it was like nice to have people that I knew I like I know of and was um was like familiar with but um but yeah, it was just a crazy experience. And so like eating like a basic English breakfast, like baked beans and toast and like a poached egg, like that kind of whole thing was, uh-huh. was different. Um, but the day before I was supposed to, so we had a game, we had one, I think three games, mm-hmm. first game I didn't play second game. I was supposed to start mm-hmm. and I got a fever. Like I got like a really weird, like 24 hour, like, cold or something 
And I didn't know, cause I never traveled that distance. So I was like, I don't know if I got sick from the plane. I don't know if I got sick from like jet lag or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Um, so like the meetings the night before our game, I'm like sitting in there or maybe two days before the game, I'm like sitting and it's like the, the meetings were cold, but, um, and I remember people saying that before, but I was freezing. Like I could not stop like shaking and so uncomfortable. I couldn't focus. And I was just like, I was like, what's going on right now? I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to not play. Right. And so I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And then it got to a point where I was like, I'm literally sitting at dinner and I was like, is it cold in here? And people were like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like burning up. Oh no. So I finally like told our athletic trainer and I was like, I, I was like sad. I was like trying to hold back tears because I'm like, I'm supposed to start tomorrow. Right. Um, and I was like, I just, I have a fever. I was like, I have a fever and I don't On know. The deal. Chills. Yeah. And I, he's like, okay. Okay. Um, he's like, yeah, well, let's check it out. Let's see. And so I just like got sick and I was like, cool. I'm like the sick kid at camp. Like how sick, how cool is that? Um, <laughs> So, my roommate had to like move to another room all that you literally like, quarantined no, before like, quarantining was yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like the new kid and now the sick kid and they're like who is this loser right like <laughs> I was just like and I'm supposed so like and I'm like and my opportunity to like start and I was like gonna play a good minutes mm-hmm. I feel like slipping away so I was like super bummed um and I think they just like pumped me with Tylenol and they're like just go to bed they're like if you wake up later and like you're hungry like we'll put dinner like we'll get you a plate but like just go to bed so I just went to sleep um woke up the next day and was like fine I took some more Tylenol and I was like I'm okay but like I I played I ended up starting that game Mm -hmm. I only played like 45 minutes because like it's still in like endurance wise took a bit of an effect on me like I got kind of tired Mm -hmm. um but no but it was like a pretty it was pretty decent showing um there was like definitely nerves going into yeah. it but um and playing with people that I'd never played with before but right um, that's hard when they, they had played together before yeah, yeah 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 and I feel like everyone kind of knew each other and the coach knew he knew kind of of everyone so it was mm-hmm. like um it was a little bit different but yeah it was a it was a good experience we we ended up winning um our last game so we had already won in points but our last game we tied Sweden 0-0 mm-hmm. oh this was another learning experience we tied Sweden 0-0 I went in the end of that game finished that mm-hmm. game out and we didn't need to but they're like okay let's do a PK shootout you know to like decide the winner of the game or whatever mm-hmm. and I go up there and I'm like the one of the last shooters because I'm like I'm nervous everyone yeah. else is like you know whatever like we've been at this level before we played yeah so I'm like I'm pretty good at like usually pretty decent at PKs, but I was like, I yeah, hadn't really taken one like at this level and I didn't really know what to expect. And like goalkeepers are getting a little bit better. So I was like, I don't know. And so I go up there really confident and just like literally the ball is like dribbling. And I was just like, oh, I just did not hit it well. No. Only PK on our team that got saved. Oh, <laughs> Everyone, oh. every single person made theirs except me. I mean, we ended up winning it. It was fun. Like the goalkeeper made a save, and we had already yeah. won the tournament at that point, so it yeah. didn't really matter. But, um, but yeah, and I was like, oh god, that's tough. And so, but yeah, I mean, it was a cool experience. Like, I have tons of pictures of like the USA jersey. So I was like, if you know, that's hopefully not. But if that is like the only. Uh, only chance I get I was like at least have photos of that and stuff so yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool hoping we'll see um hoping to be in that uniform yeah. again yeah. yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed um, but yeah it was cool 
it's cool just to even put on that jersey once is pretty amazing and um like you said there's just so much like new added aspect of being international like traveling and playing and like you said even little things like the breakfasts are different so it's kind of cool to get a taste of that really early on in your career yeah absolutely yeah for sure yeah it was really cool it was like kind of funny like how did you like london and i was like we weren't in london we were like we literally would be in a hotel Mm -hmm. and then we'd get on a bus and go to training and then we'd get on the bus and go to the hotel and then like that was it like we didn't really oh actually i take that back there was one time we got to go to a leicester city game we got one day that we had all and we got to go to a leicester city game and that was epic like we went like it was so cool we were in the visitors um like section but it's just like just to hear the banter and like be in the atmosphere i'm like this is the kind of thing you watch on tv and like to get to go and like be around like yeah it was just super cool so never i was like never in my like life had i thought like oh i'm gonna you know for my soccer career, I'm going to be able to go to those games. It just wasn't what I thought. And like Leicester city, it just, it wasn't what I thought either. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty dope. It was pretty That's dope. cool. It it's cool. literally on my bucket list to like go to a game like that, where yeah. soccer is just considered the ultimate. Sport. It's like the fans actually know what's going on. Yeah. You know? So like, they know when like a good pass was made, like, even if it's not like what gets him in behind the back line I feel like you know when you watch when we like when I watch our games or you know like within our games or the MLS it's like the crowd gets louder the closer everyone gets to goal right right it's like oh but like with in the EPL or like with those fans there's like they'll just play like a beautiful ball or something like that Mm -hmm. and we're like oh like you hear the the genuine reaction and I'm like wow they know that that's like a class ball like they know what like class football looks like and so it was it was that was a really cool experience to see because I'm like I mean yeah they grow up watching that and like right soccer footy culture is like different over there so that was like really cool to experience as well because it is just different here yeah absolutely um so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your experience in the NWSL so I feel like just the fact even that you've been playing for it's like what three years now this will be this will be four which is crazy. Like, have you yeah, seen, um, uh, I guess it's hard because Portland, like everyone has always been like the city of Portland loves soccer because we have soccer and we have uh, the trailblazers for basketball, yeah. but yeah. those are sports. So it's yeah. really cool to be part of like a soccer city, For sure. but I feel like um, hopefully like we've seen the NWSL start adding more teams to the league and, you know, have you noticed a shift in like, uh, is there more excitement around the league? Do you think? Yeah, I think, um, since the since the World Cup, I remember. So 2019 was my first year, and that mm-hmm. was like when the World Cup was. And I remember um, there was a big like marketing push, essentially, to like you know every time there's a Women's World Cup, like there's a big bump in NWSL like um, attendance. Mm-hmm. Like people will come because they're like and, and like there's like a big marketing boost of, oh you like watching, um, you know Carly Lloyd, she plays here. Oh, you like watching, you know, this person, they play here. And so right. then there's like grabbing at like that, um, um, some of that interest. And so I remember like, I think that was probably like one of the first years that we really like harnessed that, um, interest mm-hmm. and just throughout the last few years. And so we, we had a CBA come in this year, which was like the first, so this is the 10th year of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is our first year having any collective bargaining agreement. Um, mm-hmm. So that was like a really big win, but like we've had, 
an increase in teams coming in. There's like more ownership coming in. Um, we added San Diego and we added LA this year, which is huge because they're West Coast teams. Right. Because previously it was ourselves in um, the rain, Seattle, mm-hmm. Tacoma. Um, we're like kind of the only West Coast and there was like Utah and Houston. And right. so like, we would be like constantly traveling. Mm-hmm. And so now that we have more West coast teams, it's great. That's but I nice. think the big, the, yeah, there's like a big push of where there's successful MLS teams, where there's successful us USL teams. Like how do we get a women's team there? Because there is interest, there's interest in footy mm-hmm. and with like the growing interest, I think in women's sports in general over the last few years has really helped us like, mm-hmm. and continue to push for us to get, um, financial interest but also just like interest in attendance and, and people right. investing like financially and like um with their time mm-hmm. into this league and it's it's the biggest thing because we've been constantly saying you're gonna get out what you put in you know so when there's and we still there's still battles that we're going through like but when our prime time like our nba fi- or not nba geez our nwsl final is at 9 a.m um pacific time because that's noon Mm -hmm. on eastern time but that's the only slot like then the players are having to get up at like six to get there at seven you know and like how does that affect us and so there's like that level of investment when like there's college football games on at noon here and three so like those like slots and so sometimes there's like this aggravation of (sighs) we just like give us the opportunity and i think this has been a trend throughout my four years here is like give women's sports the opportunity to flourish and they will. Mm-hmm. And right. that has like, I think we're finally capitalizing on that because I think the more investment that we do get, the more return our owners are getting and like mm-hmm. businesses and sponsorships are starting to see that. And then there's also like a very big trend of women's sports going on and like the equality of women's sports and the equal pay, right. you know, people want to jump into women's sports because like, this is what's interesting right now in society and hopefully it's not just a trend but like this is very much like society's like y'all need to get on this we need women like we need equality we need women to be at the same standard and so they're like let's do it and so we're getting a lot more valuable investors and like a lot more supporters and a lot more collaborations like we just collaborated with mastercard on the end of yourself just collaborate like just partnered with delta so all Mm. of our flights are with delta now and so um which previously it's like been with like various airlines and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so there's just like and I mean so now we get to build like delta miles and like how does that help you know with like I wasn't that a thing before (laughs) yeah right exactly yeah so so um so it's cool and it's like really fun I think to see some of those partnerships come out and then some of the people who um really like Budweiser was a big investor for us in 2020 Mm -hmm. um I think we had a Google partnership then as well and so there's like some of those things that um yeah it's just it's really cool it's a really fun thing to be a part of I think there's hardship in some of it where you're we feel the growing pains Mm -hmm. um right now but with like our pay being with the new CBA or like we have a massive raise in pay Mm -hmm. which is like more equitable um you know there's like more downtime we have maternity leave we have six month mental health paid leave Mm -hmm. there's severance pay for players that are 
waived before the roster period so there's like a that there's like a period of mm-hmm. when you can make your last waves so like wave like cutting people and stuff and some people would get waived right before the deadline mm-hmm. and not get paid for the rest of the year oh like teams gosh. would do that and so now there's severance pay so if that happens they still get paid and they still have time to like move out of your apartment because it would be like if we cut you you got 48 hours to move and every like it's just not right sustainable for the athlete and so there's more like equality and there's more like um there's just better better representation but there's also we're just being treated better which is Mm -hmm. it's all come from more investment and the more that people realize that they can get a return on investment throughout women's sports it's um just continuing to grow for us and I feel like it's going to keep trending that way I'm really excited to see how our league's going to grow in women's soccer and women's sports in general is going to grow over the next five years because we relied a lot on WNBA for some of our CBA stuff and so we're like kind of incorporating with them with the um, MLBPA and NFL like how we are all working together I think if we continue all those partnerships it's gonna it's gonna really flourish within the next five years yeah, that's so exciting. And it's cool yeah. that you are kind of a part of that. And um, it's tough, as you said, because it also comes at, it, I'm sure, a lot of expense and trying to be the one to trailblaze for other people. But, um, you know, looking back, knowing that you're a part of that change, I think has to be a really special thing. And yeah. hopefully, like in five years, we're not even worrying about this anymore. Because yeah, right. Yeah, no. And stadiums yeah. are being sold out. And yeah, um, for sure. I mean, yeah. And there's so many people I think have come even before me. Yeah, because I remember my, you know, my first year. I think the the league minimum was sixteen thousand dollars a year. But I oh know I like played with, I'd played with people who who only made like six k a year, and you only got paid during the season. So when season was over, they'd go get regular jobs and come back. So it was like, um, it's nice to be like where I'm at now. So we are growing, but I was like, I know that there have been pioneers of the of the sport that have gone through multiple leagues folding and not making a lot of money and there was like really really just passionate about growing the game and they Mm -hmm. stuck it out so um yeah feel fortunate to be in the spot that we're at but happy to help continue the growth for sure yeah absolutely um so talk about what it was like as you're suddenly on a team with world cup champions like (laughs) i know you like did you ever have like a little bit of like oh my god oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah i was like i didn't really know what to do with myself i took me a while it took me a little while to get over like being starstruck i think Mm because so my first year i was here we had christine sinclair Mm -hmm. tobin heath lindsey haran um we had a couple australian national team players we had emily sonnet as well um ad french was still here so and no was crystal there yet crystal wasn't here yet yeah her and i think becky came in i think 2020 okay um yeah it i yeah, I was, I was starstruck. I would like, I didn't really know anyone that, that year either. And so I kind of only knew of people. So I kind of had to go about making friends and starting from scratch. And then, um, yeah, like Tobin, I remember the day that like Lindsay kind of introduced herself and I was like, it's like that weird thing of like, I know exactly who you are, yeah. you know? So I'm like, you don't have to say your name. You know, she's like, I'm Lindsay here. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm Poe. 
<laughs> you know and then like they're also like me being a trialist they're like I don't know how long this girl's gonna be here I don't know who she is I don't know anything about her so mm-hmm. um so yeah I was starstruck I remember um so I think playing had been injured in one of our first scrimmages so she wasn't playing and so I got to play um and this was like the one of the first games like playing with the team mm-hmm. and I remember like I would get so nervous to like not pass Tobin the perfect ball Mm -hmm. I ended up just like shanking it out of bounds most of the time because I would be like because I wanted to like do so well and this is kind of where like this weird transition of like me being like confident and just like playing and succeeding and then me like wanting so badly to do well that I almost like hurt it almost hurts me yeah like started because like I wanted to do so well and I wanted to impress them so bad Mm -hmm. um that like put so much pressure on myself that like I wasn't able to to really like succeed um but yeah I like kicked the ball out of bounds and I was like oh my gosh I'm like she's gonna hate me because she just kind of stood there and I was like yeah it was a wide open pass like literally 10 yards wide open pass and I was trying to play her like front foot mm-hmm. and I played b- behind her and it was like a step it was like a step behind her as oh, well yeah. right out of bounds. and I was just like and she just looked at me like and I remember I was like I can't I can't look at her anymore I can't look at her anymore. <laughs> I like had it took me so long to get over that it took me honestly I think it took me like a year because I remember when I would so Lindsay would be the midfielder on my side and when I would start to play with her I would get nervous like the same kind of thing like I would get nervous because I wanted to like I wanted to play well with her I wanted her to think I was good I wanted her to like enjoy playing with me right so I like had this like just insane amount of pressure that I put on myself to like play well and I don't think it really was like till I think like I don't know like I think in the fall series in 2020 which I was like finally like okay but like relax mm-hmm. you know I was like she's literally a human too I'm like right. she's not like this like she's a great player but she's not gonna like judge everything about you and think that you're just like shouldn't be here because you misplaced a couple passes everybody does it so mm-hmm. yeah that took me that took me a while but that was really cool I think it's like to be to be at the point now yeah we're playing with we have Crystal Sankey still here um Becky's here now mm-hmm. and Sophia Smith now and to for it to be my fourth year and I'm kind of comfortable and I've actually been here longer than they have right um it's weird but it's yeah it's it's cool and it's like I think for me very comforting now to know that I don't feel that like I'm still in awe of them right always but I don't feel that like awestruckness that like is like some somewhat debilitating right Um, I'm just like yeah these are my teammates I'm like yeah pretty good good. because you deserve to be there you're there for a reason (laughs) but I needed to feel that way though I mean we grow up idolizing these people yeah Um, so it's cool that you finally were able to get past that and that you're at a point where you feel comfortable, like, okay, this is my team. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I think like even like playing against, playing against some of the people, like I remember the first time. So I think Pino, Rapino had kind of been like in and out of games a little bit first couple of years. And then just recently this, like we, we played them in our preseason term, which came up to me and she's like, what's wrong with you? And it was just kind of like a cool moment for me that I was like, I guess, yeah, I've been here for four years. People probably know who I am as well. Like, like I have, like, there's only 20 people, you know? So I was like, because I was, I'd been, Crystal's pregnant, obviously. So I'd been, um, you know, nursing this injury that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been hanging out with her and she's good friends with Pino. And uh, 
you know, she came up and chatted and she's like, what happened to you? And just to like talk to her and like yeah. her know who I was because for me, when I was growing up, like that was the kind of player that I was like, like who she was. That's right. like that's player. who you were compared like, to. Who I, I was compared to a lot. Yes. Yeah. So it was a really, really crazy and very like strange feeling because I was like having a very casual, very basic conversation with someone that I like soccer wise so like so much look up to and like wanted to play like so mm-hmm. um yeah it's pretty crazy that is crazy very you think it just took time to finally get to the point where you felt comfortable and like be confident or was there like a certain moment where like okay I just got to get over it um yeah I mean it took time like there was it took time I think there also was just like a level of confidence and that this was this has probably been one of my biggest battles and being at this at this level now is is reminding myself and I think believing that like I am good enough to be here just Mm -hmm. because I think throughout my career I was not really sure where I measured up Mm -hmm. and coming in and having to earn a contract I was not really sure you know if that was going to be an option for me and so I've kind of felt like for a lot of my career I've had to like prove it to other people or also prove to myself Mm -hmm. that I was like I can play here so I think this past like um I just kind of eventually just got like more comfortable I think in in training because um we would like scrimmage a lot in training and and I think I just got more comfortable then just like with what I was doing and Mm -hmm. um realizing that I was actually playing good soccer like I was actually a good player and I could like make a difference and because I growing up I like very much relied on my athleticism to to get me to certain levels and I think Mm -hmm. now that's um that level of athleticism is, isn't as impressive yeah because like everyone's fast everyone can pretty much jump and anybody can pretty much run you down yeah um and so I had to kind of find where I like was special mm-hmm. I guess in the game and I um was like having trouble kind of finding that and I was mm-hmm. like so I um so yeah, I think it just took a bit of confidence. It took a little bit of me like realizing that first of all, I was actually smart when it came to the game and that I was mm-hmm. fairly technical and I wasn't only reliant on my athleticism. Like I actually had pretty good foot skills and then um, realizing that I could put those things together to like be here. And it's still, I mean, it's not, not I'm not where I want to be, I think with that, but it's like uh, just to be at the point where I'm like, at least working on it um right. yeah it was, it was a big thing so yeah it took a little bit took a little bit of time for sure I think just also like getting to know them as people was was a bigger part of it too like I I got coffee with Lynn's a couple of times or you know like I've um would just start to like really kind of as we like go back to Jags like we were really good friends and knew each other more as people than we cared about each other as like athletes. It was more, we cared about each other as people. And so I think when I started to implement that here, 2020 was a big thing for me where we were in like a hiatus, you know, everything was in lockdown and we weren't, we weren't playing. Um, I was like, I was making it my goal to like know my teammates as people. So when soccer did roll around, it was like, they knew that I was there as a friend and not as like a competitor. Yeah. If that made sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, when it came down to like, Oh, I know I can trust Poe 
with telling her this or talking about this or venting to her because we formed this relationship as friends and as people without soccer involved. And so now that soccer's added into it, I still have this to rely on because I think sometimes when it's harder, because I mean, we're already like end of the day, 11 people, only 11 people can play. Right. And so everyone's competing for spots still, even on the same team. And so there's that level of like, we're all competing against each other while we're also competing for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, I think just knowing them more as people and kind of like getting to know them and like their humor, or what, mm-hmm. like what they thought was funny or just anything really helped me to be like, oh, we can relate with each other as people. And then I mm-hmm. start to like break down that like start on um, a little bit. And so, yeah, it was just kind of a mix, a little, bit, a little mix of both, I guess. Mm-hmm. that's great well it just goes back to that team culture and yeah how having that you know good understanding of like you know I want to go out on the field and fight for this person because I care about them as a person and it feels less isolating and more like okay we got each other's backs so let's go do this yeah and I think that for us like for the thorns really came after 2020 because um you know 2020 rolled around and we would still train together and we were just excited but I think that team chemistry really hit um like a high point mm-hmm. when 2020 you know with um the black lives matter protests yeah. and going through covid together and just trying to figure out how life was going to exist um after covid and throughout that whole thing and we dealt with we dealt with a lot we dealt with a lot of adversity within the team we dealt with a lot of adversity within the league and how we were going to continue to move forward and a lot of like we dredged through a lot of that in 2020 so I think that showed on the field in 2021 Mm -hmm. because we returned a lot of people and we just like we took off we had goals um as a team that we wanted to meet and we we won three out of the four trophies that we were competing for Mm -hmm. yeah Um, I got that shield yeah we did yeah so it was great and so I think that was a big big testament to that is like we leaned on each other when things got kind of hard and Mm -hmm proved again that team culture was what carries even talented teams to the next level yeah I love that yeah well Pogue it's been so awesome having this conversation with you and I've known a lot of this but just hearing you kind of go from start to finish it's just been you know I I love hearing it every time and even learn some new stuff too about your whole journey and I know everyone is gonna be really excited to hear about it so um, also be sure to t- tune in to more NWSL games. Um, everyone listening to this podcast, it's, they're so awesome. So fun. Try to find a game to go to in a city near you, or, um, you know, they're starting to stream more games or, um, you know, televise them. So look yes. out for that because it's awesome soccer to watch. Um, and if you're ever in the Portland area, please come to a Thorns game, cheer Pogon because she is an amazing player to watch. And I'm just so, so excited. This is just the beginning of your career, Pogue thank you thank you yeah the schedule should be dropping soon so hopefully we'll know more about when games are and everything like that coming up yeah super exciting well thank you again and everyone you know this is the athlete journal podcast i'm madeline trevison and we'll talk to you next week